We're here again with another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. Now, right before we started the show, you told me that you have a bunch of things. A bunch of things for us to discuss yes. on this week's show. A bunch actually, being um, equal to or greater than... Um, one. Three. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a little little list here, too. It's, it's funny because every week we run out of time. But every week at the beginning of the week, we wonder if we're going to have enough to fill the show. So I don't know if that means we've become natural experts or if we're still super um, amateur. It's one of the contradictions of life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, starting off the show, I do want to remind everyone that we have a website, chatterboxgameshow.com. It's still not a good website, but it's where we are, and you can find our email addresses there. Uh, Email us if there's a topic or a comment you want us uh, to know about. Uh, Also, we have a phone number. That's right. The phone voicemail line is still in effect, and that's 480-4GAME21. Or if you hate, um, or this, what would you call them? The alphabet. The alphabet. Okay. It's 480-442-6321. We don't get a lot of those. I think people are just afraid to leave, it's been, leave messages. Maybe, don't be afraid. Maybe we've been a little harsh lately on... Um, you know, our high standards and all that stuff. Yeah, but I would, if possible, avoid cell phones. But I realize these days that's not very likely. Yeah, it's really, it's really, um, it's a unique opportunity to have your voice on our show. Yeah. So, um, speaking of unique opportunities, you never uh, told me how you liked my lecture last week. Oh, yeah, I haven't talked to you much since then, huh? No. Did you go to the restaurant with us afterwards? I totally did. I was on the other side of the table, sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. You were way on the other end. Yeah. I realized that night. All right. So uh, for for our, our listeners, you should know I am a very picky eater. I'm one of those like kind of tall-ish, thin guys who can eat whatever he wants but doesn't like most everything. And uh, I've always not liked Indian food. But after we went to this restaurant, I realized, you know what? I think the reason I didn't like Indian food is because I think it's all curry, and it's not all curry. And I at least found one thing that I can eat with my American palate. That sounds beautiful to me. And so lately, I've had this big urge to go eat Indian food all the time. And so I finally went again with, with my wife uh, last night since, since going there last week. So anyway, apparently now I don't like Indian food in general, but I'm more willing to go. And we went to the the vegetarian one near my house last night. I see. Of all places. And it was not bad. It was too spicy for me when I asked for zero spice. That's that's interesting. But In- incidentally, I have discovered the magic words that will instantly have me delivered the hottest food, the hottest curry they can muster. It's chef spicy, right? No, 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 no. Okay, first I have to give people some background, right? Because um I don't look Indian, right? And so the assumption for better or worse, when I get to the Indian restaurant is white guy likes white guy hot, which is not hot at all, right? And even even when I was giving my order there, I was like about – I forget what words I, actually, I exactly used, but I was like preparing him for like – to listen to my requirements of the spiciness levels. And he kind of like interrupted me and he was like mild, Right. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 no. Anyway, so I found out if you tell them the the hotter you make it, the happier I'll be. Then, then they know what's up, because this stuff was like, I I hate to admit it, but it was actually hotter than I wanted it to be. Really? Yeah, but not. not You're because, never willing to admit not that. Not because of heat levels, but because like there's there's a certain threshold you reach with curries, where there begins to like be like more pepper than not pepper. So and that it, was just a volume thing. And, it, a, and it's just like it just doesn't taste as good because you just feel like you're just eating pepper, you know. Well, now you're stuck. You don't know what to tell him because if you don't say make it as hot as humanly possible, he's never going to get well, as hot as you want. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go back there again. But generally – So you could say make it as hot as you can and then minus one notch. Maybe. It just depends on like how they make it. Like I don't want to turn this into a cooking show. Okay. But um, anyway, I'm yeah. excited sort of. That now I don't have to tell my friends, no, I don't like Indian. I can I'm go excited to an Indian too because now least, you can come to an Indian restaurant with me. Yeah. At least be willing to go. And there's like maybe two in the metropolitan area that I haven't been to yet. So, yeah. Well, the one near my house is actually not bad. But if you're not wanting meat. Yeah. Well, all right. Maybe. So uh, that's where we went after your, your talk. Um, I'm trying to remember the talk. 
Which I have totally recorded, by the way. Oh, so it's actually um, – I'll tell you and all our, all our listeners. It's actually um, – the, re- uh, the recording actually was totally fine. Okay. So it's actually on the, uh, on the YouTube already. Sweet. So anyone can um, watch it and maybe, maybe we should put up a link – when we update the page. Yeah, remind that. me to do that. I'll put yeah, it on. That's what we'll do. And then so you can um you can watch me lecture. It's like forty minutes or an hour or something? It's it's like an hour. An hour long if you're talking about depth and game design. Depth and gameplay. So uh you asked what I thought. It was a little bit hard to follow at times. Um and I wonder if I would have preferred you not to make it um audience participatory. See, I can always rely on you for an honest interpretation. Yeah. Well, the problem is once you introduce the audience, you introduce uh, variants. <laughs> and you get high quality and you get low quality. Yeah, well, they, they definitely did kind of like pull it in directions that I wasn't expecting. Um, and maybe directions that were also like not really the best for the scope that I had established. Yeah. Um, but it's more fun for me. There's sometimes also when you – if you ask – a crowd of people who are listening to you, right? For, you know, what are examples of X, right? And they give you some, and you're like, all right. And then you ask the next person. So you get a few examples. And you, as like the nice guy at the front of the stage, have to basically say that those are all good answers or something. And I was like, I hope that he admits that that was a horrible response. But like, you never would. You'd just be like, oh, those are all good things. But I, well, well, I'd be like, I, no, some you, of them are horrible. If you noticed, I actually like, I didn't, I don't think I said the word good all the time. I just said that it was like a valid perspective. You you did were. a fairly good job of not placating, but there was a there was a little bit where I wanted to be like, just shut up, just shut up, guy in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fine line between um, treating your audience members like um, uh, with respect and um, treating them. I don't know, like an Israeli would? Yeah. <laughs> Low, <laughs> cheap shot. Uh, happy Hanukkah to you, sir. Um, anyway. I mean, you know, with all the directness and honesty, that's so stereotypical. The Israelis are not the only ones. Thank you very I much. I know, but you are. <laughs> that's why. So. so, anyway, there was uh, quite a big crowd. And it's always good to hear you talk about a subject that you're you're passionate and educated on. So, so I liked that. But, Actually, uh, one last thing I want to say about that is if anybody listened or if anybody who does watch the video, um, if you have any questions about it or if you want to bring up anything about it, we can actually talk about it again on the show. So I leave that ball in your court, dear listeners. Okay. Yeah. And we'll have the link in, in the description of, of this episode of the show. So if you're listening to it, you can see that. Totally. <clears throat> okay. So – other really important news is that just this morning, the Sports Friends Kickstarter completed. Oh, yeah. I heard that this was thanks to Notch. Was that true? Uh, well, according to the article I read, yes. Um, this thing was going nowhere fast. It was not like a few days ago it had half of the funding it needed, which amounts to like $75,000. It was, I don't know the exact map of the funding. Well, just like real was, real video game projects, 90% of the work is done in the last 10% of yeah, the time. It, it definitely came in, and like the last day, it just shot up from below 100 grand to over 150. And according to the article on Joystick that I read, Notch put a late uh, $3,000 amount in there. Or extra, pledge. extra on top of what he already put in. Yeah, I don't know what he already had in there. But, he had but like yeah. 5000 and then he said, ah, you know... I, like, slip on this, like, in the morning when I'm not careful, this amount of cash. So, yeah. Dude, I um, read that every day, like, something like 60 or 70,000 copies of Xbox Live Arcade Minecraft get sold. Yeah, it's... Un- it's already the best-selling one ever. unbelievable. But tens of thousands yeah. per day. I know. It's unbelievable. I... It's... It's... it's I mean, it's great for him. And I've... Know? By the way, one of the most popular games ever, yeah. I'm guessing, uh, still never seen it. Never seen it even once. You've never seen Minecraft. Never seen Minecraft in motion. Well, that's okay. You know what? Like, I'm not going to be one of those people who um, like um, lambastes you for like not having played Game X because there's a hell of a lot of games in the world and we can't play all of them. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, I've seen like screenshots in the headers of articles and yeah. stuff like that, but never actually played the game. It's or fine. Seen it I think it's Apparently fine. Apparently, people love it. 
if you haven't played it. Um, I don't know what makes it exciting, but but great. Anyway, uh, apparently he put it over the edge. Sports Friends is a real thing. I'm going to have an actual copy of that game for Super Reels uh, next year. Hope, uh, hopefully they stay on track. I'd like to think of games that are virtually finished already wouldn't have a hard time getting complete with a year's worth of time to, to polish them. I would say these guys are probably um, have a better chance of success than many other Kickstarters. Yeah. I trust that they will actually produce. I mean, I was willing to pay the $31 that I put in just for the alpha of Joust, and I'll get alphas of other games and eventually the PS3 version of the game, um, hopefully. But, uh, but yeah, very excited. So I did tweet last night telling people they should do it, and I hope people did just because you will be happy with the game. But I guess it requires you to actually like buy hardware in the case of Joust, which is a bit of a hurdle for people, but it's totally worth it. I actually brought it with me to uh, my company holiday party to play and there's a lot of people at the party wanted to to play it. i ended up not not using it which was kind of a bummer but i was ready oh, to play it like, that would have been a big surprise. in front of thousands of people right would have been awesome um anyway yeah so that game is funded yay i can move on to something else now fantastic we got we got for a little thing before we go again huh yeah just you, you ever been to this um no i don't want to talk about that yet by the time we decide what we want to talk about, we'll probably have to Okay, go. well, very quickly then. I think I told you last week that Bioshock 2 was going to be free for PlayStation Plus members. Right. Now, apparently, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade and Rochard tomorrow. You mean Rock Hard? Or Rock Hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm starting to think that if I didn't have it free, I might want to buy it. PlayStation Plus. Really? <laughs> it's, it's not. Like, it actually, they're giving away. I don't know if they're just doing a few months. I had it for those two months that you gave to me, and I was like... Seems good. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. We, you are still listening to Chatterbox, the video game radio show. Yep. Where we talk about games. Where I talk about a free copy of Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition and Rochard for PlayStation Plus. And Indian food. Yeah, I'm stuck. Anyway, I have more to talk about relating to PlayStation, but before we do that, I'm going to remind everyone about UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. I always do that because it's good. All right, so what do we have? All right, so. Okay, I want to I want to um, relay something that uh, I warned you about this before, so I think that you're mentally fully prepared. Um, I'd, I'd somehow doubt it. This isn't really about Gran Turismo Five, <laughs> but this is really interesting. Okay, <laughs> Gran Turismo Five is just the backdrop for this topic I want to explore. All right, so I was driving around the other day, right, in Gran virtually. Turismo virtually online, virtually, right. And uh, so here's the funny thing, right? Like, this game, there's a horn in this game, okay? I've wondered why. No good reason, okay? There's – somebody told me once um, – they didn't actually tell me. I just read it somewhere that, you know, they almost never use the horn in real life, even sometimes when, like, you would normally have to. You know, it's just really reserved for, like, the most extreme of necessities, situations are you, are you saying this as a, a general truism or a particular person was saying that no, that this, person does that not... guy's like that was his habit right okay. he's like really like you just probably reserved like the horn for situations that are like half as frequent as like most people would end up actually using the horn for okay know? 
and you know, I I read that and I was like, you know what? That sounds actually like a pretty good philosophy, you know. Um anyway, right? So here's the thing, right? I'm driving around, right? And the way this game is, it's very, very hard to tell when somebody hits you if they did it on purpose or not. Okay? Especially if you're not really experienced. And I like to race in these rooms that are called clean rooms, which means that people race clean, which ostensibly, which means that you – there's a certain etiquette about racing around so you don't actually push people off the track and so on, right? When you pass someone, you're supposed to figure out how to pass without actually touching them, right? And um, anyway, right, so – I'm like racing against this one guy, right? And then he's like, and I'm like wheel to wheel with him. And, you know, maybe we, we touch a couple times, right? But like, I don't, like, there's obvious, like, I'm on, I'm on like the outside in most of the situations. So there's no way I can be like pushing him off, right? There's like, there's nothing I can do that I can think of that like upset him. But somehow he became upset because he started beeping at me, right? And it wasn't like a I couple I don't know beeps. that you can assume he's upset just because he's beeping. No, but. because it wasn't like a couple of beeps. Like it was like the I'm going to lay on the horn like until like I can lay on the horn no longer kind of beeps, right? And, uh, and it's really hard to drive while you're laying on the horn too most of the time, right? Anyway, so he's on the horn and he proceeds to basically like tactically like ram me as much as he can off the course while like his horn's on the entire time. And now this guy, like, we don't need, we don't have headsets, right? So I just find this really, really fascinating because it's like, like, in response to whatever he felt slighted by, like, he felt a need to not only, like, drive like a jackass as much as possible after that, but, like, that wasn't enough. Like, he had to, like, grasp for, like, any kind of means he had necessary to, like, be a dick to me. And, like, all he had was that horde. So he just laid on it while he, like, rammed me off the track. So so here's what I'm picturing. Uh, some guy, 20-some years old, who likes to eat Twizzlers while playing video <laughs> games, gets his controller all sticky and gross, accidentally hits the horn for a second, but it's too sticky, and it just stays no, 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 stuck no, no, down no, the whole time no, you're playing. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. It was like, this was like... Totally we have no weird. idea. We have no idea what, what's happening. I have no idea what he looks like. He might be eating Twizzlers, but I can, I can guarantee you, like, his behavior was, like, so deliberate. And actually, like, it's been a while. Like, it's been a while since I've taken something personally online like that, but, like, he did really piss me off. You know, it, what's more interesting to me is that it got to you. Yeah. And- well, it was because it was just, like, so, like, his mission in life was to ram me off the track at all costs. And he he had to make sure that the horn was on the whole time while doing it, too. So you just thought you'd be nice and let him do it? No, of course not. I tried to stay on the track. Okay. And then after he passed me, I tried to ram him as hard as I could. That's that's when the the game changes into a different game. Well, she see this is the thing, right? Like I, I was talking to my friend about this, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is really kind of like a microcosm of like Arab-Israeli conflict. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of assumptions while you play this game. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, it's at least in the in the sense that it was like it's like it's like somebody feels slighted by somebody else and you have to retaliate you know you feel like you have to retaliate in some way and i'm obviously i'm not immune to that i'm human too uh but the thing is right like people get so engrossed into retaliating that it's like they forget like f- like who did what first or whether it was on purpose or not yeah it is it is interesting to me how you know, I, you set out to play a game and there's a certain goal, right? Whether the goal is simply winning the match or finishing the game or, you know, defeating the the fake bad guy or whatever. Right. Um, and I could take exactly the same experience, right? I could play the driving game that you were playing and not – maybe it's it's all computer characters, right? I'm playing offline. Right. And they push me off the road. And I will not have that much interest in, like, fighting back. Right. But then if I just – if I play exactly the same game but I know it's human players yeah. behind those cars, yes. totally different. Oh, yeah. Well, no, wait. For me, it's not different. Totally different because they, they push me off. Screw that. I will push you off. Don't yeah. let that – like it, it, It's easier to definitely get riled up more easily when you know it's a person. Yeah. But you know that psychology happening 
demonstrates that there's whether it's positive or negative some amount of one influence but but more importantly value in the fact that you're playing with real people and it kind of it reminds me of what i was talking about last week about how nintendo's going to fail because their network system isn't all in place right um but like they're there's a real importance to playing with human beings versus playing with computer. And oh, I, yeah. It's, I don't even know why. It is much more valuable. Well, it's – I mean there's like all kinds of things. I mean at least in this racing space, right? Like people are more predict- unpredictable. They make mistakes. They they do things in ways that you don't expect. But like here's, well, here's the other thing, right? Like they're less predictable than computer opponents, but they're better too. Not the same ones all the time, right? But – the people who are good are also better than the computer, right? And so it's just it's just a better experience all around as long as you can find a place where people aren't just smashing each other up all the time. Cuz then it's just a, it's just a, it's just a lottery. Bumper cars? It's just a, yeah, bumper cars is like the reason why bumper cars is retarded is because bumper cars is a lottery. And you win or lose according to things that are you mean not because a, if you're just lucky enough to not be the person involved. Right, or unlucky enough to be you know, hit the right or wrong way. Yeah. It's because there's all kinds of things happen that you have like no control over. So do they have a setting in, in Gran Turismo 5 where you can turn off collision with other cars and you're all just on the track watching each other's ghosts? So you're competing they, they do. not affecting each they other? They do. But interestingly enough, and, and I have played a few races that way, it's a lot less exciting. It's a lot less interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, I could understand why, right? Because you're then you're just playing the course but you can see them playing it, so it's kind of... It's it's fairer in a way that, like, you really know that, like, only you can contribute to the result. It's all up to you. There's, like, no outside influence whatsoever. But at the same time, like, it's much more satisfying to play with people who are actually, like, to know what the etiquette is because then it's, like, when you do pass someone, like, you've really, like, you've earned that, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you feel like... Um, yeah, it's just a lot more satisfying to be able Dude, to pass. Speaking speaking of passing, can I tell you I played uh, some NASCAR arcade game recently. Okay, like it, the game was called NASCAR, but I don't know if it was like called NASCAR. Some, yeah, I know. There's some probably subtitle like there's or like whatever. twelve of them. So it was very clearly like a Windows PC in arcade hardware where you're sitting in a chair or whatever. So it's presented like an arcade game, but like okay, you know how arcade games have just evolved to the point where they're just Windows PCs. Well, some have. Some a lot of them have. Some aren't. So I was – it's one of those where there was a bank of like 10 machines all all networked together. But I came in to a game after a bunch of people already started, so I was playing solo. First of all, graphics were pretty crappy, right? Lots of jagged edges and whatnot. Yeah. But at least the game was relatively smooth in terms of its motion. Right. That's what's really important. Yeah. I looked over to my neighbor next to me, and he was playing a networked game. I don't know if he was playing with one other person or five other people or what, but I swear to you, it was no more than 10 frames a second. That's really bad. I can't really imagine how you could even have a coherent experience that way. It was ridiculous. Like Atari Jaguar? Uh I don't recognize the Jaguar as being particularly low frame rate. Oh yes, it was. Was it? They had yeah, they had a game called Checkered Flag. They had games where Are you kidding me? They had there was a few games. I'm just not I've played it but not very experienced yeah, with there it. Yeah, there were there was a few games on there where you would start to express their frame rate in terms of seconds per frame, not <laughs> frames per second. It, so this game, I'm I'm not exaggerating. Like ten frames per second seems about accurate for what was happening here. Yeah, it sounds really and, bad. Like in an in a production arcade machine, like it was just, it was not ready for prime time. I would not release that product into the wild. And so it was this ridiculous was this was me. like this was like a, was a real bona fide arcade, arcade machine, arcade. like EA like, branded. Wow. I think oh, EA, EA anyway. Probably I mean, it had EA to be one. if it was NASCAR, right? I, I think th- I think EA has that. Yeah. Right, but I. I don't know how new it was. Like, it didn't have Danica in it, so it couldn't have been that new. Danica's all the rage in NASCAR the last I two I have years. no explanation, my friend. But, oh my God, horrible. So, I don't know what has happened to the market where they're willing to release such utter crap to people, but I'm sure it's what helps contribute to the downfall of American arcades. Yeah. And it's upsetting. Well, speaking of utter crap, um, you, know the, the, you know what happened this past Friday? VGAs. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Video Game Awards. I just want to say some one thing about it, right? They gave out some awards that were surprising to me, though, which makes me think that they were less rigged. Well, 
There's one that's really surprising and not for the reason you think. Well, we'll have a little suspense and be right back. back and i promised <laughs> we'll get back to this the vgas like i said there was there was stuff in there that surprised me and it makes me think are they intentionally doing like not the most uh big like triple a whatever why was it was it because of title? the walking dead yeah they, it was because of the walking dead but walking dead was super duper popular i mean it's a popularity contest so it makes sense to me that they won. but it's weird to me because uh, okay so I downloaded it and didn't play it, but I did go to an E3 showing or something where they're talking about the walking. Bottom line is, it's a Telltale game, right? Yeah. It's an old, like, PC style very, very, action very, adventure. Yeah, very game. old school style structure, but um, we're talking like like uh, King's Quest style gameplay, right? Yeah, I haven't actually played it either, but it's it's. I've been told that it doesn't really like have anything incredible about the way it's structured. It's a very standard structure. Yeah, so it surprises the hell out of me that a Telltale, Telltale being the company but people, that made but it. But here's the thing, right? Like people, people love Walking Dead, and I think people, I think that it's just a very straightforward structure that's just accessible to a lot of people because. You know, but those games aren't accessible. They're really hard. Yeah. Well, I don't know then. Then maybe they just love The Walking Dead. I mean, maybe The Walking Dead they made easier. Well, here's the funny thing, right? So my friend's telling me about this, right? And he was like... We haven't actually gone over the awards yet, so we might be confusing people. <laughs> well, it's won some awards. I don't, okay. I don't remember which ones exactly. But anyway, like my friend was like, aren't you really upset about this? Because right? he likes to... Like he knows my pro- proclivities. So um, he likes to goad me into like um, getting upset about things, right? Like, aren't you mad that Telltale won this award? And I'm like, I'm, no. I'm guessing this is Tim that you're having this it's conversation Tim, yeah. with. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's not. No, I'm not mad about that, right? And then I look at, I just like, I look at like um, the list of award winners, right? After I have this conversation with him, and I'm like, no, Tim, you missed the the thing that would have made me really bad had you pointed it out to me, and that is that um, the game Journey won Best Independent. Oh game. yeah. Now, Journey had a lot of nominations, too. Okay, now... That game was not that good. It's not... Yes, but once again, right? This is not for the reason you think. I'm not upset because it was Journey that won an award. It has nothing to do with what I think about Journey. It's because they named it the best independent game when I don't think in any universe that can be construed as an independent game. Why? Because they're like wholly owned by Sony? They're not wholly owned by Sony, right? But here's the thing, right? They that was part of a three-game slate contracted by Sony, and that was the only source of income for that company during, when they were producing that three-game slate. Okay. And and I ask you, why does what, that make them not independent? Because every like for all practical purposes, if you have a studio and you're working on a game, and you're an independent company, but all of your money is coming from um, one source and it's who contracted you to do what you're doing now as a company and they publish it. And like, I mean, who knows what's in the contract, right? It's really immaterial, right? But it's like, um, that, like that's, not, that's not independent to me. As far yeah, as well, I'm you've got a publisher. That makes you not independent, right? But is it considered a publisher? As far as I'm concerned, right, There's it's not fair to call that independent because it's like, they all could have just been working for Sony during that period of time, but they just like just for tax reasons and other reasons, right? They're just basically like, oh, we're we're a separate entity, but not really. As far as I'm concerned, when they started on that contract with Sony, they were not independent until they ended that contract with Sony. Because that is a Sony game. I mean, it had it has Sony all over it. Okay. 
And I can tell you from a past experience that if you're working for a studio and that studio is making one game and your source of income is coming from one place, you are not really independent. Okay. So they're calling the shots, you mean? Yeah. So technically, it's an independent studio, especially since... um, well, now the three-game contract is over, so they're not making games. For so I'm, games. I'm trying to, to hammer down the definition of independent, and I'm, it seems to me like if you have a publisher that is not also the, like the publisher of the content, how do I put this? So Sony is the one with the system. They own yeah. like the ecosystem. Here, here's, what I, here's what I would consider independent. Independent to me is you make the game with your money, and nobody tells you what to do. And then when you're done, someone takes it because they like it. But right, but you've, you've developed that game by yourself without somebody else paying you to do it. That's what independent means. Okay. I don't think this is an unreasonable definition of the word. No, that's, that's actually much closer to the source. Like, that's, that's really good. I feel like that's really in the spirit of what that word says, right? Yeah. yeah. You do it independently without somebody else having an effect on the art, and then when they just like what you produced, they publish it. Right, because then, like, I mean, you could have said that, like, Naughty Dog was an independent studio before they got bought out, which I don't remember exactly when they got bought out by Sony. But, um, right, like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. That's fair complaint. So, um, yeah, okay, so there was that. Um, let's see. There's, okay, I got a bunch of little things. Um, so did you know that there was a My Little Pony MMO? I knew that there was a perhaps unofficial My Little Pony fighting game. Yeah. Well, now there's um, – this is like – I don't know. This just blows my mind, man. It's like, this is an official My Little Pony MMO? Oh, no. It's not. Okay. So there's a bunch of um, bronies who um, really love the My Little Pony. And they're yep. like, um, we love it so much. Um, let's make a My Little Pony game. Um, let's choose the um, – out of all the different kinds of games we can make, let's pick the uh, least profitable and hardest kind of game to develop. Let's make an MMO. They probably weren't thinking of the economics at the time. Well, in, indeed they weren't um, because that thing is – that MMO is not around anymore because they've um, they've taken it down after a copyright and trademark infringement well, frame. Well, it's, it's inevitable, right? Hasbro, yeah. But what I what I don't understand, and and I was talking to my other buddy about this too. What I don't understand is like, if you if you're gonna like dedicate your life to like a project that is gonna be like so so big and it's gonna take like a year and a half of your life away, like why would you choose an IP that's not yours? Well, because the whole inspiration for the project was the love of My Little Pony. I mean, it's fair enough, right? But it's just, I, I just can't understand how they would be surprised by this end. Right? They might and, also hope that maybe Hasbro takes it up, buys it out, and then... Well, that's a good point, right? Because, you know, my buddy was saying that, you know, other other people have actually, like, made products on spec before and um, had them had the company who actually owns the IP, like, just buy them out. And they've been successful at that, right? But it's just such a gamble like you really hope like out of out of all the difficulty of being successful that there is in video games right in game development like why like why would you stack the deck in, against you i don't know maybe maybe it's just the love of ponies that yeah i suspect they did it for the love of the game and and that's about it which yeah. is fine I so suppose. there's that and then also, by the way, um, if you have a Wii U and um, you're in Europe... This is exactly what I was going to bring up. Yes. I, I had a feeling that you and I would be on the same page well, here. It's kind of hard to avoid this one, right? You cannot purchase any mature-rated games except during the hours, the four hours between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. I'm curious if, if those, you are. those hours are like a narrow line of time where it's always night in every European country. Well, because the rule just says you can't sell these. No, games no, it's just it's the hours that um, all miners in Europe are guaranteed to be sleeping. <laughs> so Nintendo in Europe is based in Germany and Germany has some some tight laws about who can buy what and the law for buying this and, mature content. And is, when? Yeah. 18 plus <laughs> rated content. 
can only be purchased at night, according to the article I read, but it doesn't define the time. But I'm thinking 11 to 3 satisfies okay, so all, all European time zones. I did, I did a, just a fraction uh, a bit more research than that. And apparently the law actually does state those hours. It does? Yeah. That's and a really narrow timeline. Yeah, it's kind of like an antiquated law that hasn't caught up with technology. I mean, who's up at 3.30 a.m.? Who's up at 4 a.m.? Um, farmers. Yeah. Not even farmers. That's too early. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't, like, you want to make sure that the kids don't wake up too early and buy buy all that mature content. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, a bigger question for me is why doesn't Nintendo move where their, you know, official business headquarters is out of Germany so that only the German you know people what? are subject just to that? Just like all the other online stuff, they're just not too concerned. <clears throat> not just, too bothered. Just, it's not that important, man. You know, just going to sell more consoles, more controllers for family. family it's, it's very strange family to me the, the decisions that Nintendo makes. Um, the, the online stuff, I mean, oh, but seriously, though, like all, all joking aside, like they're not going to like move their headquarters because of a German law. No, not actually weird. move your headquarters, but you can just – you can get like a P.O. box somewhere and have one person in some other country represent you. One, you just pay one lawyer. Yeah. To be a representative, and then that's your, you know, quote, headquarters, but your business operations are actually somewhere else. That's – any lawyer could handle that. Yeah, they probably think that lawyer is too expensive for um, all that money they'll make. So. No, it's, it's not hard. You can start a company over the phone for $500 in the Cayman Islands if you want. Uh, and I'm not even joking. Um, <clears throat> okay. One thing I have – this should only take a minute. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned – I've definitely mentioned it to you before, but maybe not on the show – DJ Max Technica. Okay. This, te- is technically. Like, this is like that Korean, the Korean yeah. rhythm game. So yeah. I think I told you that I went down to Golfland in like Gilbert and they had uh, some game, DJ Max Technica or something, Technica, something. You, you Technica. danced to. Um, no, it's not a dancing game. Korean rapper size uh, song where he says about, talks about killing Americans this, from 19. This is long before size popularity. Um, but anyway, there's there's this game that is all touchscreen. It's a big old touchscreen, and it's actually a lot of fun because I like music rhythm stuff. And they've created a version of this game on, of all things, the PlayStation Vita, um, which is something along the lines of a four-inch screen. I don't actually know how big it is, yeah. but it's about four inches. Um, and we all know the iPad would be a way better place for this game to live. And I'm wondering if the reason they put it on the Vita... First of all, I'm guessing there are some people in Korea who actually have the Vita. But also, you could sell it at a much higher price on the Vita than you could on the iPad. Because well, this is true. iOS pricing is just in the dumps. The, yeah, because the market's fallen through the floor. From the beginning, it was there. Yeah. Start at zero, go down to negative. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. There's, um,. I don't, I don't want to let up on this topic. I want okay, to keep talking okay. about Technica. Oh, I, I didn't know there was more to say. Oh, yeah, there's more. Um, there's more, of course, mention of UAT.edu <laughs> as well. Uh, University of Advancing Technology, as always, sponsoring and keeping the show alive. So 
like I said, DJ Max Technica, DJ Max Technica Tune is the official name of the game. And judging by the fact that I'm reading about it, I assume it's either released or about to be released in whatever countries it's releasing in for the PlayStation Vita. Um, possibly even for the American one. I have no idea. But uh, I'm guessing, I'm hoping that they released it there first in order to enable um, a better price point, get what they could out of that system, and then move it over to iOS. Just because it's so obviously made for the iPad based on its original form factor. Um, but I'm, I'm I realizing... Wonder, I wonder if there's like a latency thing. If there shouldn't be. No, but I'm it's, just grasping. There, grasping. there are other music games that have... It's, it's very capable. Um, the iPad, I mean. So the point I'm making now is that I, as the consumer, like normally they've said this, the pricing for these iOS games and just, I say iOS, but really I just mean, you know, the new, like Android, iOS, it's all the same stuff. I think I know where you're going. Even Windows RT, right? The benefit was always to the consumer because it brought prices down. And now I think the consumer, meaning me, I've lost in this situation because I don't have availability of this. The, the game is not purchasable by me because the company thought, well, it's not worth it to make the game. We're not even going to going to produce it because we wouldn't make enough money on it. Right. I would happily, like if it was the full release of the game and like, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if I would happily buy it at $15. I say that I would, but that's only when faced with the alternative option of like $50. For uh, the so this is where Vita. I think you were going. So you're not sure if you would actually plunk... Well, here's the funny when, thing. When right? being totally honest, yeah, I don't know that I would pay 15 bucks. Is, but it, is it 15 on Vita? Is this what you're I'm certain me? on the Vita that it's $50. Okay, it's a digi- it must be a digital download, huh? Uh, no, I would assume it's a whole game. If it's just a download, then maybe it is less. I, I mean, I haven't looked into it. Yeah. But I, it's a full game, and music rhythm games in the past have always been full price or close yeah. to full 39. price. $39.99. So portables. it would be... Portables. I, don't, I think Vita's 50 bucks. For, for its games. Okay, even more. I, th- I thought I was being safe by going down to Maybe, 39. I, I don't know. The, the, I've lost touch with reality these days. <laughs> I don't actually go to retail stores anymore. Um, but uh, I, Nobody does. My point is, I assume it's f- whatever full price is. Except to take pictures. Other than... Yeah. So, on the iPad, let's say it was only 15 bucks. I probably would be resistant to buying it, being quite honest. But if you release the game on the Vita for 50 bucks and on the iPad for 15 bucks, I would be less resistant, I think, knowing I, that I feel like I'm getting a deal on it. I have it. a feeling like it's never going to come out on I anything. It's got to. No, it's not got to. It's got to. No. The only reason it wouldn't is if the uh, iOS if, devices aren't available in Korea. Or they recognize that they they have no real money to be made on that thing. No, if you already have the game made and all it is is a question of a port... The money is no problem. So did I tell you about the story about this um, developer who spent like 10,000 pounds? Also uh, in my list of things to talk about. Porting their game to um, this this new Windows platform thing. And they've in the first week, they've only made like 57 pounds. Yeah. So uh, the game was Great Big War Game. Yeah. And, and this is—I'm kind of upset that we're mentioning this publicly because the guy does not; these people do not deserve this Barbara Streisand effect, however small. Yeah, they supposedly they've retracted their comments. By the way, well, here's the thing, right? Like, this is not like—I want to be, make it real clear now that we're mentioning it, right? This is not some independent developer who's like, "Oh, I've spent all this money, and I'm not going to like make all my money back." Like, no, this is a highly successful game on other platforms. This is a highly successful developer. They just decided to port their game, right? So the fact that they've lost about $20,000, give or take, on this venture is not that big a deal at all. I think what they were claiming or what they were upset about was that Windows RT didn't have any good system in place to promote a yeah, quality it was game actually, you know in what? its marketplace. You know what? Kudos, kudos to those gentlemen because it was a... Uh, brilliantly executed PR tactic because now they got Microsoft's attention to give them the support that they wish they had in the beginning. But what does it mean to have support? Like, I don't know. Like change, I, change I, your no app idea. selling app. I don't know. I don't know that platform very well, but I mean, things like things like I'm thinking, right? Like advertising it on their behalf and like pushing it to the forefront of like whatever storefront there is or, um, you know how, um, you know, like the Sony PlayStation Store, right? Like they have a background of a certain game. Like 
you know, promotion. Yeah. Well, I think one of the bigger issues that maybe their app store system just doesn't have a good way of promoting things. And I, at least that's what I thought their complaint was. Or but maybe it's, who a, in new, the hell or it's a new platform and like, and nobody panic. owns it. Right. Yeah. Uh, who owns windows RT, right? Right. And I, it's available on one device and a device that basically nobody likes or owns. But did, did you know, by the way, that they're releasing the, their tablet, like a version of their tablet that's full, like full computer. So it's windows eight, not windows RT. Oh, okay. This, well, this, I'm guessing, comes as no surprise I to guess, our listeners. But I guess then Windows RT will um, die an early death. No, it's, I mean, I, that was probably the plan from the beginning, to have both. <laughs> There's, like, the tablet version and the full version. And then we'll kill this one off after a year so. Probably. But, it, it, I mean, the idea of having a full-fledged computer and a tablet is actually it's a little bit intriguing to me. But it costs as much as a full computer as well. So then it goes right out the window, right, it's to spend $1,000. Uh, just wait a few years. Anyway. We've got a few minutes left. Um, I also want to talk about, wow, we've run through pretty much everything I had on here. Except, did you read the news about Dark Souls 2? And Yes, this was actually one of my news items as well. This is fantastic. We're so in tune with one another. It's unprecedented. It'll yeah. probably be, it won't happen for another week at least. Probably <laughs> that's, yeah, at least another week. All right, you go. So, okay, I have, a, I have a slightly, again, a different angle than maybe what you're expecting. So basically, there's some announcement that Dark Souls 2 is coming, and the, the director... Which is really like Demon Souls 3. The director... Yeah, I don't know why they do this. They... I don't know. I mean, I guess they thought that it would just be weird if they, like, released a third game that has a completely different title, yet starts with the same letter. But anyway... Um, so this is being directed by a different person than the previous uh, Dark Demon Souls, and... Here's the funny thing, right? Like, all they mentioned is that the game will, quote, be more straightforward and more understandable, right? That's it. This could mean one of about 17 different things. I like how you quantified that. Completely different things. And yet, uh, instantly, all around the internet, everybody is arguing about um, what this means. And, of course, instead of recognizing that uh, maybe we're not sure what he's talking about. Um, we're going to assume that he means this, that, and the other thing and vehemently argue about it. So who knows? I mean, this this might mean, right, uh, making the game more accessible for just accessibility's sake, right? Or it could mean uh, make taking out the ridiculous jacked-up parts in the game that are totally unfair. Or this might mean... Making the story more straightforward. Do you, do you even have any idea what the plot of that game is, though? Because that it's the line that you quoted, the yeah. more straightforward and more understandable, yeah. speaks only to the plot. Not At necessarily. No, like. no, not, it's not clear. That's what I'm saying. It might be the plot, or it might not be. Now, the thing, one something that's really characteristic of those games is that there's a lot of lore and a lot of backstory and a lot of like stuff that's happening, but it's not really, like, represented to you in an explicit way. It's just kind of, like, you know, baked in in, in a manner into the world, right? So, you know, there's characters and they have histories and things have happened between them and there's reasons why they're there, but the game isn't explicit about how it tells you these things, right? So it's kind of more of, like, an implicit, like, narrative that you're experiencing while you're just playing the action of the game. Um, which, incidentally, I think is one of the more beautiful things about that game because you are not restrained or bogged down by non-interactive sequences. But I mean, like we don't know what this means. It could be anything. It could, they could make the game only better. The game could turn into as people, some people are now crying. Um, I don't know, Lego star Wars or whatever. Um, or it could be something completely different. Who knows? Lego, you mean that it's going to just be easy? Yeah, I was. There was the first game that came to mind when I was trying to think of like what's like the most accessible game out now that like also like doesn't involve skill. Well, I'll tell you, there was that uh, that Journey game is awfully playable. <laughs> well, that's that's true too. All right. So, so one last thing before we go for the night, uh, you've wanted to discuss a particular website. I have. Yes. This is something we haven't talked about. Yeah. Okay. This an- was this was like kind of like on the back burner for a while. So. So there's there's this website called fatuglyorslutty.com. Okay? I don't know if you've got All it. I know is that you have mentioned it, and I've, I haven't asked you any more about it because I didn't want to know until 
until we were live. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of ambivalent about this because I I think that it's there as kind of like a commentary on it's kind of like a commentary on like people's behavior online, right? Because if you go there uh, and you can go there, doing um, it now, nothing crazy will happen. Basically, all it is is it's just like a collection of like captured messages on Xbox Live that are like offensive, and like I guess they're usually they're all I guess they're all directed towards females, right? So it's like, oh, you're a girl. Are you fat or are you ugly or are you slutty? Ha ha ha! You know. Oh, because otherwise you wouldn't be on Xbox Live, right? And and look, I don't want to disparage. Like, I, I don't want I don't want to minimize anything that is important but at the same time it's like how many how many how many stupid 12 year olds are there in xbox live just saying stupid retarded things um it's it's like one of my friends said actually my friend didn't say it i heard this on the radio once right like there's there's a fine line and yet a big difference between like somebody who's racist and somebody who's just a dick this is kind of an interesting website. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I had a lovely evening playing Search and Destroy on Black Ops. I went to bed and woke up the next morning. And it's just uh, basically an ASCII wiener <laughs> there you go. in your inbox. Um, and simple messages like, want to do it? <laughs> she says, but I'm left with wondering, where? Uh, yeah, so there's actually so did, much more. How did more. you find this website? I don't know. I found it somewhere. So there's so much more I want to say, but the, the music's playing, so we can't really. Yeah. But we'd love to hear your opinions. Yeah, I'm curious if anyone so. has, has thought of a message to post here. Anyway, we'll be back next week, as always. Don't forget to go to chatterboxgameshow.com. Send us your comments, your thoughts, your topics. We'll be back. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.